O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. But guess who is Hall of Famer Rod Carew? Hi, and happy Hanukkah from Get Wood. My name's Jess Wood. Welcome to the show. How are you this day, night, evening, weekend, weekday, moment? How are you in this moment? Are you well? Uh, uh, um, excuse me. It was tough getting over here today. Let me tell you something, my my little lovers. Boy, was it tough to get up. You know, it's very, very cold in New York, and that's no excuse. I also have done a lot of uh, mushrooms <laughs> in the last week, and you know what? I'm just going to do more. I don't I don't see myself slowing down. It's the holiday season. So eat the shrooms and go to the moons and what you going to do with all those swoons. Hey, I am really really excited to be here because why? This season is funky, man. Y'all feeling the funk? Can I can I get a little amen on the feeling of the funkiness? Because you know, not only is it the holiday season, but it's also a very much of a death anniversary of a lot of people that I love, loved, that I love. And it's weird how many people die between Thanksgiving and New Year's. It's like a big Ugh. Hey, way to start it off positive, Jess. Let's let's talk about death. But really, I just want to say I love you to Angelo Lozado. I miss you so much. Um, he was a comedian. If you didn't know who he is or was, he was a comedian here in New York City. And he was an amazing man. But he also really was a fucking wonder of a talent. He could do any room, any crowd, anybody he could get and he was the best host that you could ever imagine he could fucking connect with anyone and I remember one time we were going out of town on a on a gig we were going upstate and we were getting on the train and there was a a white girl with like a big you know overnight bag or whatever walking kind of near us and Angelo goes hey where are you going uh no he said uh a fun or or work or something like that and she goes oh family and I go ugh so work I guess right and then he looked at me and he goes Jess don't put your shit on on other people and I was like damn Angelo you're so right he was so right hey 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 uh nice to see everybody thanks for coming out but yeah uh, big ups to Angelo also my baby case you know I mean he wasn't my child but he was my lover and an amazing another amazing man that we lost in uh the december times but also there's a fucking bunch of sagittarius's birthdays that i want to say what's up birthday sag what's up sag season about to come to an end and get into my season the capricorn season it's the reason for the season that's what's up so what I'm looking forward to the most, not just because I'm a witch, but is uh, tomorrow and the solstice tomorrow. Because what happens on the solstice, not just witchy shit and lovely things. Hi, uh, But what happens? The days start to get a little longer. Thank the Lord and the goddesses, the goddesses above and below and in between. Because once the days start to get longer, oh, fuck doesn't it feel like you just get to like ah to ease up a little bit and like go oh thank god it's gonna be lighter this dark at fucking 4 30 is really making things 
It's making it tough. Because then even if you're out early in the day and you're like, I got out, I had some time, I had some sun, I had some light in my life. And then you come back and maybe say feed yourself and then you got to go back out again. You're like, God damn, did I go out? Like it is. mm." And this season, people are pissy. People are sad. People are struggling. Look, I understand just because I look rich. You know, I was talking to this gentleman on Broadway in, in Soho in Manhattan. This artist, uh, Richie Rich, shout out to Richie Rich, very handsome black man, very chiseled, very confident and hilarious as well. Um, He and I were talking and I could tell he thought I was a lady that maybe had some money. So I told him, I go, don't I look rich today? And he goes, you really do look rich. I was like, you wouldn't know. I'm waiting for my snaps to come in. (laughs) That's how you keep it. You keep it fancy and you keep it uh fun keep it fun and fancy that's all i've the the double f fun and fancy that's how i roll baby also let's talk about it you want to have fun i'll meet you at the dollar tree don't talk to me about not dancing at the dollar tree because i will dance at the dollar tree i will dance with your children I will connect with your children about TikTok videos. I will connect with your children regarding Instagram dances and shit like that. It is, I can't really help it at this point. I can't really help it. This is what I do. This is how I go about life. So I go to the Dollar Tree because why? Because I needed some fucking, I need some gift bags, some wrappings, some cards. Do you know you can go there and get that kind of shit? You can also get your makeup. You can get your, I mean, you all know, you know, because you're savvy. You're fucking savvy shoppers out there. And I know you are. So I'm at the Dollar Tree the other day, Coney Island Dollar Tree. And, um, it's very crowded right now because, you know, it is a season. And so I'm picking out some stuff. And then I overhear in the aisle a couple of little girls talking to their mom. I want to say one was a, about 11, one was about 8. Um, uh, black girls from the neighborhood with their mom out shopping. And I overhear them talking. And something they said, I can't remember exactly what they said, but something that they said sparked uh, a little memory of mine or a little... You know how you get the like, oh, I have to say this. And so I just said, what are you girls doing? You're like a hurricane down this aisle. Hurricane, like a hurricane. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. And you know how I have that in my head stuck like a Tourette's. And the girls were like, oh, how do you know that? Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. And then we were all voguing in the Dollar Tree all of a sudden. And the mom was like, how do you know that? And I said, because I watch too many online moments. And then um, I said, what about, uh, I said, what about, uh, you want the picture? Let me pose for you now. And the girls were like, and they did like a pose for me. Forget it. We were on, catch another flight, apple bottom, make them want to bite. Don't test me. It's a not, it's not something I should really brag about. I'm an older person who's connecting with the children. (laughs) Ah, we connected so much though. The the mom was like, wow, you're really a lot of fun. I said, I am a lot of fun. Thank you for saying so because I believe I'm a lot of fun. Y'all believe I'm a lot of fun. Let's continue to have this goddamn fun. It's a challenge. I know, especially right now, we're all struggling. We're all having a lot of time. There's a lot of, there's a lot, guys, there's a lot of triggers out there right now because it's the fucking holiday. So just take care of yourself. Dance in an aisle in Dollar Tree with strangers. I promise you, it will make you feel so 
fucking heavenly. Did I mention that I'm wearing the babes from Babel uh, snake earrings again today? Because my small businesses, hi, uh, do you fucking, can you even believe how gorgeous that earrings is? That earrings? I know. It's a good frame on it, too. Stop it. Anyway, yeah, go on to the babes. Go and check out the babes. They got mad specials going on, beautiful deals going on, gorgeous work that they do. Please go and at least follow them if you don't order from them and and support a small business over this holiday season. A happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to you and yours. Um, I did have... A very nice couple first nights of Hanukkah. Thank you so much for asking. I hope you did as well. Uh, we we lit some candles last night. And then the night before last, I did a show at a gallery on 8th Street in Manhattan. And just if you don't know 8th Street in Manhattan, let me just back it up for you a second. There are galleries up and down 8th Street in Manhattan, okay? There are upstairs galleries, there's downstairs galleries, there's street galleries. So it's it's heavy in gallery. I just, I put this out there because I have to preface it for this next story so that you don't think I'm completely lunatic lady, but it's okay if you do. So I'm walking to 8th Street. And again, do you remember a few weeks ago when I said I was going to a party in Brooklyn and I got kind of lost and I was walking around the neighborhood for about 30 minutes and I couldn't, but I didn't look at the address. Now this time I looked at the address and I said, I know the fucking address and I know this whole street. Now I will tell you, I did eat a few mushroom candies before I went out. And you know, I just like to feel a little chipper. And so there I was feeling chipper on 8th Street. And I saw the gallery and I saw there was a Hanukkah party downstairs looked like it was getting lit. I know it's a Hanukkah joke. And I I go in and I go downstairs and I'm taking off my coat and I'm smiling at people and saying hello to strangers. And I really, you know, a lot of them look like kind of khaki panted and I but I'm not judging who do, I'm there to perform. I'm a, I'm talent. So I just go there to to perform and entertain. But uh there's a lot of khaki pants. So it did make me think twice. But I'm thinking three times, take off your coat, Jessica. <laughs> Let's get comfy. Well, all of a sudden, this white lady starts walking towards me like she looks pretty much like she's in charge. And she's walking towards me and she's she has that look on her face like, hmm. For those of you just listening, uh, I'm making the face like, hmm, I don't think you belong here. And she, you know, who's the lady with the blue hair and the tattoos? And so she comes up to me and she goes, hi. And I said, hi. And she said, can I help you? And I said, said, yeah, I'm here to perform for the show. And she goes, there's no show here. And I was like, huh? And then I started laughing and I looked around and people were looking at me quietly. Uh, I didn't want to really be there either, but I didn't want to tell her that. So I just quietly turned around and I said, okay, well, happy Hanukkah. Have a great night. You guys have a great night. And I turned myself around and I went back out. And uh, about 20, 25 minutes later, I finally found my destination. Again, lost on one block. It may be the psychedelics. I don't want to play into that, though. Let's not get negative around psychedelics, shall we? I don't even like to... I never like to speak badly about my psychedelics. And look at how they're making mushrooms just legal in all the states. And listen, you know, I may 
have a hard time with my directional facilities when I'm eating the mushrooms, but I do enjoy myself so much, even in the lost. You know, sometimes you get lost on purpose. You know what I'm talking about, freaks? Ow! You know what I'm talking about. Fucking freaks. Yeah, get lost on purpose sometimes. Stop trying to be in control all the time. We can't. The only thing we can control is our actions and attitude towards what the fuck is happening around us. What? Was that in one breath? Oh my goodness. Yes. Anyway, hi. So I finally made it to my destination. I had wandered into the wrong gallery party. Motherfucker, they told me and on the flyer it said gallery downstairs, 8th Street. I was like, I that checked all the boxes, but I was in the wrong spot. So I had to get my fucking pile on the clothes again. That's what I, now you get it. This is my gift to you. Happy Hanukkah. It's bare titties under this. I know, just like a, a faux fur and bare titties underneath. Come on, that's a somebody who loves you and wants to give you a little gift. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm walking to the right venue finally and I get there and oh my god it was so much better it was just so much better they're more beautiful people sorry white people you're not that enjoyable with your khaki pants and your button-up fucking plaids here was some gorgeous black folks and uh Asian folks and Spanish folks and a couple of the white boys oh I met a boy named Blair let me tell you something Blair you wouldn't think that Blair would be my type because Blair sounds like maybe he was raised like, you know, Blair Montgomery the third or something like that. And it's not usually my style, but let me tell you something about Blair and his big old coat and his handsome ass face and attitude. I was like, Blair, yes. So like I said, I'd eaten some mushrooms before I went to the party. Then I get to the party and oh my shit, the host is giving out mushroom candy. So I was like, yeah, I'll have one. Then it was about an hour till I got on stage. Now, if you know anything about a little candy time, an hour is just about the right time before you get on and it's colors and fun. There just would. So I get up on stage and I'm like, <laughs> I start to stretch out doing like a, it's so cold. You got to start fucking somebody you hate. One of my favorite jokes, you know, and then I lean over a, a stool and I, what are you, puppeteer? Yeah, sure. I love my whatever. Anyway, so I'm laughing and I'm in this kind of yoga stance with my legs out, akimbo, Kimberly akimbo, and I'm, and I'm really getting, you know, into it. And then I pause for a moment and I realize, oh, oh, everything's taking effect right now. And so I look at the crowd and a lot of the crowd had eaten a little candy, special little candy from the host. So I said to the crowd, ooh, I think the mushrooms are kicking in. And it was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden we were all one. And I reminded us, I reminded everybody, hey, I told the lady up front, uncross your arms, baby girl. We are all one. <laughs> Which is true, but you know, sometimes people just don't want to cop to that shit. You know, there's a lot of dumbasses out there, but there's a lot of beautiful people as well. So thank you, all the beautiful people at the gallery for that gorgeous show. I really had the best time ever. Now let me tell you about a bitch called Trish. That's right. Another show that I did this week where, unfortunately, a bitch tried to get in your friend Jessica's face. I mean, she did. She Okay, let's, here you go. Ready? 
there was a show, it was at a bar, and a lot of times, look, a lot of times I get it when you're a comedian and you come in and you bust in on like another thing that's going on that they're not used to. You know, it's not a comedy club. It's a bar. So we get it. But on the other hand, this is a weekly show at said bar on Avenue B in the Lower East Side of New York City. And let me tell you something about the Lower East Side. It used to be a cool place. It used to be somewhere you could probably get either heroin or murdered. You know what I mean? You could squat with a punk rocker. You could shoot up with a junkie. I mean, it was it was fun. You know, now it's a bunch of goddamn khaki pantsers like over on 8th Street, khaki pants, fucking bankers. I work in tech, you know, those types of fucking assholes. And they can afford the $3,000 a month for the rent, but they're fucking up the neighborhood, making it all boring and shit. Okay, so so this bar is on Avenue B and... uh, when I get there, I realize that there's a corporate Christmas party going on at the bar. But at the same time, there's a comedy show that's going on at the bar. I'm going to say I love the guys that ran it, but I will say they did not take control of it. They did not make anyone aware or quiet down or they didn't address what was happening. It was so I'm sta- I'm standing in the back of the bar and all I can hear are the people in their corporate Christmas party. And who do I hear the most? This bitch Trish. Okay. This girl, she looks like Joan Cusack from School of Rock. She's white girl, glasses, brown hair, mousy, kind of skinny. And she's like drunk, white girl drunk. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like pulling hats off men and being like, it's my hat now. Fuck you. You know, and that's my, it's our least favorite. It's our least favorite. I can, I can bring you in on this. So she's very loud. She's very squeaky, screaming. But I've also discovered upon listening for this hour that I have before I go on stage, she's head of HR. She fired this chick, Amber. (laughs) She hated Amber. Everybody else really loved Amber. And she's afraid that people don't love her. Now, I didn't make any of this up. This is all this bitch Trish talking all this madness while I'm there waiting to get up on my on my spot. Now, all the other comedians, there's no other women in the show and all the other comedians, these guys, no one really uh, attempts to deal with the fact that there's a huge party going on and all these people are making a ruckus. So nobody really deals with it. All right. Then it's my turn to go up on stage. It's not even a stage. I'm standing at the fucking, I'm standing on the floor. The The people in the party are, are about seven feet away from me, okay? So think about it as a comedian. You're standing just feet away from an audience member, okay? I say, as soon as I get up on stage, and no one has been quiet for any of the comedians, and I say, hey, everyone, I would like to dedicate my set to Trish. It was like a record scratch. It was like everyone like turned. You could hear a fucking pin drop in that place because everyone was like, huh? And you could tell that these men that worked for her, it was mostly men that worked under her who couldn't say anything. They couldn't say like, shut up, Trish, or fuck you, Trish, or calm down, Trish. They couldn't say a thing because they were worried because it's their job on the line. Now me, 
I don't know Trish from shit. But what I do know is she's been screaming about her goddamn life this entire time that I've been waiting to go on stage. So what do I have now? All my material is Trish. So I get up on stage. Okay, I'm going to dedicate this to Trish. Everyone, er, and I say, hey, Trish, I'm sorry that nobody likes you as much as they liked Amber. You know, you have to fire a bitch who's getting more attention than you. You should be the one that's getting all the attention. Now, I thought, that I was being kind. I thought I was being given. I thought I was on her side, you know? Well, this bitch turns and she's like, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> she said to me, I'm going to fight you. And I go, okay, really, Trish? Wow, interesting. All right, well, let me just continue. Uh, I'll go into my material about hanging out with gangs and getting shot. How about that, Trish? You want to fight me after you heard all that? And she goes, ew, you're old. And I go, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm older. And she goes, no, I mean like old, like my mom. And I said, if I was your mom, Trish, I would have aborted you. The laughter that was had to be stifled from that moment. Oh, my God. And she's like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to wait outside for you. Kick your ass. Well, needless to say. Nobody kicked anyone's ass. But the boys who were the comics, they didn't even have my back. I was like, huh. And she goes, I'm going to kick your ass. And I go, really? You think so? And I go, I think everyone in this bar hates you and that I would have way more backup than you do. So think about it a little bit more, Trish, before you make your moves. <laughs> but it is disconcerting to have someone screaming at you that they're going to they want to fight you. It's not, you know, and then one of the comics, the guys was like, oh, when I got off stage, he's like, I thought she was going to Will Smith you. And I go, you know, you didn't even have my back. Like, what the fuck, guys? But then I went to go get some my cranberry and seltzer drink fixed up. And the bartender looks at me and he goes, hey, you're a fucking legend. And I was like, straight up, brother, because nobody liked Trish. That's why. But, you know, when you're a comic and you're that close to people. It really is. It, I think it is, it is a little danger in there. There's just a little danger in there. That's all. I'm just going to say it. Meh. No worries. I'm all right. She's fine. Nobody got hurt. And the thing was, is I don't have insurance right now. I can't get into a fight. Like She's like a rich person with a corporate job. She could go to the hospital. She probably has a doctor on call. Like I'd be like at the goddamn Bellevue. Do you know what I mean? So I have to be careful out there. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. What else? Oh, I went for a job interview. Thank you so much for supporting me and all this. Uh, I went on a job interview and the, yeah, she still has to be Trish. Exactly, Alex. Thank you. She still has to live with being Trish. I can continue on my life at being the cool lady that I am. Hey, Elle. Uh, but Trish can suck it. Anyway, I went and had a job interview at this Greek restaurant and it was very, you know, it was kind of cute and funky. The guy, I'm pretty sure I didn't get the job because I wasn't upscale enough. He's like, we have a lot of upscale clientele. What? No, you don't. I just, are you talking about Trish and them? Because it's horrible. They're horrible. They don't tip well. They yell and they demand a lot of things. And I'm not down with the fuck the upscale clientele. Why? Because because I have blue hair. 
you fucking dicks. All right. Well, I do have, <laughs> I have some news about the Botanica. A lot of you reached out and I want to say thank you to those of you who reached out and told me that I should be working at the Botanica. And you know what? As a witchy person, I know it's a, it's a good job for me. However, it's also very much a grind. Do you know what I mean when I say this? It's a hustle. Okay. Because why? Because like a hairdresser or a psychic or even a, a physical, you know, like a trainer, um, you have to hustle your own clients. It's not like I go to the Botanica and I just help people as an hourly job. No, no, this is where it gets tricky. I have to hustle my own clients. And they were telling me like, yeah, you can make potions and bath water and you could, you could burn candles for people and then they would pay you like $5 and that's that. And I'm like, can I just, can I just go somewhere where I can put away clothing or restock the candles and fucking go and do what I do? You know, whilst I wait for the for the for the for the creative breaks that i get here and there whilst i do what do i what do you understand trish anyway uh i promised you a small story about another christmas past and i am not going to disappoint now if you've been listening to me for years and years you may have heard this story before and i'll make it a little more condensed when i was about 12 maybe 13 years old uh, i was in topanga canyon with my friends moonstar angel zoe and we were celebrating the Christmas Eve uh, with some acid. And the only adult that was there was a stepdad of angels who was very creepy, very creepy. So it was really a very creepy night. It was dark. It was creepy. There was not much going on in Topanga. We kind of just huddled together. It was very cold. The three of us huddled together and watched, or the four of us, and watched, uh, you know, Christmas movies. It was very uneventful, but it was really not a good trip, if we can talk in acid language. Okay. So the next day is Christmas. Well, I got to go back to the hotel room that I share with my mom and I got to, how am I going to get there? First of all, if you know anything about California or any really rich neighborhood I've discovered, they don't have any transportation, public transportation that goes there. And if they do, it ends around like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So you motherfuckers got to go. You know what I mean? So I, I figured that out really quickly. So because Topanga was right before Malibu, the bus didn't run on the holidays in the nighttime i don't think sunday maybe a little bit so no bus on christmas how the fuck am i gonna get home it's 12 years old it's christmas morning mm, i've been up all night on acid all right i got a hitch i got a hitch we hitchhiked so often danger oh my god children hitchhiking children out on the pacific coast highway well it was just me on the christmas 
a couple pulled over. After a while, nobody pulled over. I mean, I would be frightened as well. Like, who the fuck is this kid? I haven't slept all night. Not that you can tell really on a 12-year-old who haven't, hasn't slept all night. You're like, that 12-year-old's hungover. No, nah, 12, you look 12 all the time. So a couple pulls over and they're, they look very worried about me. But I've seen enough horror movies to know these motherfuckers could kill me also. So I look in and I go, hi. And they go, hi, are you okay? And I said, no, I need to go home. I'm going to Santa Monica. And I said, are, you guys aren't going to kidnap me, are you? And they laughed. Oh, they laughed. And they said, no, of course not. And I thought, afterwards, I thought, you know, that laughter was maniacal. They could have totally kidnapped me. Anyway, they ended up taking me back to the hotel room where I shared with my mom. And I went up to the hotel room and... My mom was there with her old boyfriend, or that was the last time we all hung out uh, with the boyfriend because, well, he was, I felt he was a problem. He drank tequila straight from the bottle. He slept with his guns in the bed. One side with the guns, one side was my mom. Merry Christmas. This fool's scary. So he was up in the hotel room. Mom was there, and I come up kind of bedraggled from the hitchhike home on Christmas Day. Well, Mom wants to get all pissy with me. Jesse, I don't understand where you've been. Why wouldn't you be home on Christmas and the in the not in the Christmas Eve? And I'm like, why wouldn't you pay attention to where your twelve year old child is? I was stranded in Topanga. You didn't answer. It's just a fight. Well, I just don't understand why you had to take a why would you hitchhike? That's so fucking dangerous. Okay, so are you mad that I'm here? Are you mad that I'm not here? Are you mad that I got here from here? I, I made it. I didn't die. Nobody killed me. Merry fucking Christmas. Then her man gave her this gorgeous silver turquoise bread. Oh, Jesse, check out. Look at the work on that. Is that gorgeous with the turquoise? Turquoise. And uh, I said, yeah. And then a couple weeks later, Happy New Year. He breaks up with her tells her he cheated on her one time. Well, he cheated on her a bunch of times, but he cheated on her this one time, got the lady pregnant, and was going to leave my mom after 15 years, or yeah, 14 years they were together, and he's going to leave her, and he's going to go with this other lady, because guess what? That lady could help him get his script produced. <gasps> Bitch, what? You fucking Hollywood fake. Well, it did. I don't remember the name of the movie, but do you remember this movie where Mel Gibson was like, give me back my daughter? It was that one. He fucking wrote it. Mr. Violent Guns in the Bed Succotash. What a weird turn of events. Merry fucking Christmas. You know? So anyways, I don't know if that was anything but a intense uh, we had an intense 30 minutes there, friends, where I, there were fights, there were dances. If, if only there were dance fights, and then it could be just like a West Side Story situation. But you know what? We have a full week ahead of us right now. I will try to do a dance fight, and I will, I will try to film it for you. All right. Well, that is all. I uh, appreciate all your love. I appreciate all your eyeballs, your earballs. 
If you would do me this lovely favor and go and share the show, tag me at Get Wood on Instagram and Get Wood on Facebook. You can tag me all over the place. And if you haven't yet, please go on to one of those streaming services and give me all five stars and a little review how much you love Jess Wood. It would just help so much in the algorithm. And let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about. If there's something that I'm... Mm, mm, you know, right? Just a little. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Apparently, the psychedelics are still swimming around in there. How could they not? I was just a child when I started them all. Gling! All right. Hey, everybody, take it easy this week. I know it's a big old week for a lot of people. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Christmas, happy all the things, or happy nothing, or just try to be happy. Try to maintain some sort of peace within. You remember to drink your water, have a snack, take a nap. Remember all the things that we did in kindergarten are like the best things that we could do now. Call a friend if you need to. Do you know anybody else who's home for the holidays? Not home, but you know, at their house, maybe alone for the holiday. Give them a call. Maybe send them a little note. Hey, love you. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You're not trying to fix anything. Just let people know that you love them. It's always so nice. All right. All right. I, I love you. There you go. There's my fucking Christmas spirit. Hanukkah happiness. I love you guys. And uh, I wish you peace. I wish you love. I wish you calm. I wish you uh, good health. Yeah. And I will see you next week. It's not next year yet next week, but I will see you next week. See you next Tuesday. And again, you can write to me, DM me, but please share me. Share me. Wasn't this, it's a beautiful gift that costs nothing. <laughs> and you all are my beautiful gifts. So thank you so much for being here with me every week and for taking the time out of your day to spend with me and always the notes and the and the articles and the and the letters and the comments and I appreciate you so much. And I love you. And I'll see you next time. Be good to yourselves and be good to each other. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's it. Come on now, you're late.